Welcome back to the Nutanix Community Podcast. This week, Dwayne speaks with Mark TR, and you'll learn why we call him TR in the podcast, about Nutanix Cloud Clusters, or NC2 for Azure, and how to get started. So with that, let's join the conversation. You could say today we have the two best faces in radio. I have today on the show uh, my cohort counterpart in helping to launch uh, Nutanix Cloud Clusters on Azure. Please welcome Mark Chouard Riel. No one internally would know who that guy is. He goes by Mark TR. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Thank you, Dwayne. Great to be here. Yeah, so kind of some big news last week uh, hitting the wire and Nutanix officially launching uh, NC2 on Azure. How does it feel to get, uh, I guess, one part of uh, the journey done with? Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's been a, a long build-up um, to to get this launched uh, and out the door. Um, Nutanix cloud clusters, which we call NC two, um, has sort of been in the uh, in the works for a while. Um, and some of that comes down to you know the way that we've engaged with Microsoft and created a whole new bare metal infrastructure platform that they launched at the same time that we adopt uh, for our NC two software. So it's uh, been a long time coming, but great to see it uh, now made generally available. Yeah, personally, it was great for me kind of doing more, I would say, engineering work than more marketing, at least from my perspective, working with engineering. And maybe um, from your side, what what have you been working on or what's your role at Nutanix so the audience kind of gets a good idea? Yes, I I work in product marketing um, and I sort of cover um, NC2, uh, which to date has been made available on AWS uh, and now with uh, NC2 on Azure, we're extending the scope of, uh, of where organizations can deploy um, Nutanix clusters in hyperscalers. Uh, and also I still cover uh, service providers. Um, so you know, when we talk about hybrid cloud, uh, a hybrid cloud can be made up of um, you know, not just your on-premises environment, but your infrastructure deployed um, into a hyperscaler such as AWS and now what we've launched with Azure or one of our uh, service providers, uh, partners, you know, anything ranging from uh, Sextera to OVH Cloud and Equinix as well. Yeah, I know for being out kind of on the western edge of, of Canada, Equinix is is around the corner in Calgary and I think they're pretty far reaching. So you kind of get a deploy Nutanix anywhere, I guess, whether you know, near or far, you probably have a landing zone that you can get up pretty quickly. And so at least, from, yeah, yeah. Uh, at least from the Azure side, where can you deploy uh, Nutanix today? So while uh, NC2 on Azure has been made generally available, um, currently we support four U.S. and uh, North American uh, regions, uh, and they are sort of U.S. West 2, U.S. East 1 and 2, and U.S. North Central. Uh, and these are all Azure regions. Um, and, and so over time, we're going to be adding to that, obviously. Is there a certain time frame, or is it just they're just a con- in a controlled rollout? Um, there's a time frame that we're sort of looking at for certain regions. So um, we're going to be adding, over the course of the next sort of 8 to 12 weeks or so, uh, we're going to be adding regions uh, in the U.K., in London, uh, Amsterdam, Germany, uh, Southeast Asia and Singapore, and Australia as well. 
Holy moly, slow it down there, Bucko. That's a, that's quite a bit. <laughs> but I guess yeah, it's world worldwide. Uh so we've had AWS, as you mentioned, for a while now, and we now adding Azure to the mix. What why you know, why why Azure for customers? So we've got a lot of uh, customers uh, on premises that have Microsoft-based workloads, and for them, there you know there are a number of those customers that are really looking to adopt Azure uh, for a variety of different reasons, uh, and having the ability to deploy Nutanix cloud clusters NC2 into Azure provides them with a very sort of seamless migration path for being able to get workloads into that hyperscaler. Yeah, I think, I don't know, in talking with customers, it seems that there is a more of a push in the European side, at least for Azure, at least there seems to be a bit more buildup and even in Canada, but I don't, I don't know where it comes from exactly. But my bias tells me just because Microsoft has been around this area for a long time, or the enterprise market, just, you know, with Office and Windows uh, in general, that they they just have a big customer base and people kind of want to you know keep their their eggs in that basket or <laughs> their company competes with AWS and vice versa so you don't really want to be lining the coffers of of somebody else which makes sense it, i don't know if you've seen anything it, different yeah uh, i mean i've seen that historically just even going back to hypervisor um you know uh, which organizations seem to adopt a particular hypervisor. We've seen that in the past where in parts of Europe, uh, they favored more um, Microsoft's own hypervisor back then than in some instances, um, alternative. Um, and that, I think just comes down to, you know, that, that same thing that you're talking about regionally, they, they've certain uh, lo- loyalty or biases to uh, vendors. So we had our first child called AWS and we have our second child, Azure, or I guess if the more French, Azure. So, what is uh, what's your favorite child? Oh, I can't. That's, you can't have a favorite child, can you? I have um, twins, and I have a favorite one. Actually, but I keep going. <laughs> officially, there's no favorite. No, I think uh, you know there are certain attractions to to each of those uh, children, as you put it. Um, and I think you know there's going to be for certain organizations uh, a great pull to to uh, the Azure um, uh, child, um, just because I think they, they they've got um, you know a, a a bigger stake in some of the um, the Mac credits that are available there, uh, or there are certain uh, you know, native uh, Azure services that they're looking to sort of tie into. Um, and so that it, it's certainly something that we see as being attractive to a number of organizations and that they've been asking for this capability for some time. Yeah, I guess it goes without saying, as a Nutanix employee, we don't, we don't care what stack you end up on. We'll support you either which way. But the the Microsoft Azure consumption commit credits known as Mac. So that's just really allowing customers to, if they have some guaranteed spend, at least if you're going to deploy Nutanix and, and load that part of it up, you're going to, it'll go towards that. So that's, that's a benefit. It's not like it's, you know, out in some other area of, of Azure it's integrated. So I guess with, with that, how, how can I, as a, customer deploy NC2 on Azure? Yeah, so um, deployment's actually a really straightforward process in terms of using a a control plane that will set up all of the clusters. From a a purchasing perspective, um, there are a few choices. Um, If you're an existing Nutanix customer, 
and you uh, already have um, what we call the um, consumption-based licensing, CBL licenses, then uh, you can actually migrate those licenses over to cover the Nutanix software when running on NC2 on Azure. If, um, if you're looking to purchase new licenses, um, then there, there are options. You can do pay-as-you-go, which is a sort of very much on-demand consumption. You really only pay for what you're using. Um, it's the most flexible. Um, obviously, it's going to cover at a slightly sort of higher cost uh, uh, as you uh, use that. Um, alternatively, there's cloud commit, uh, and that's where you can pay up front for a sort of one or three-year sort of discounted um, consumption. Uh, and so that gives you the better pricing, but obviously it's, it's guaranteed uh, commitment. Uh, and, and when we look at the licenses, there's two portions to this. There's the Nutanix licenses, uh, and then there's the Azure bare metal infrastructure uh, licensing. And if you go via the, um, you can purchase the, the software through ourselves, uh, through Nutanix, or through um, the Microsoft Azure marketplace. Now, if you go through the marketplace, you can actually buy both the, that Nutanix licensing and the Azure Bare Metal instances. Uh, and you can do that using, as you said just now, the uh, Microsoft Azure consumption commitment credits. I'm, I'm up and running. I'm on Azure. I'm enjoying life. But um, someone led Dwayne into the Azure portal, and he kind of had a couple too many bevies at the end of the day, and he started clicking on too many things. What, uh, what's the support model like for NC2 and Azure? So support's initially uh, provided by Nutanix. Um, and uh, if you're familiar with the, the Nutanix support, we have a fantastic MPS rating of uh, 90 plus over the past sort of seven years. Um, so you, know, you call up and you get through to a person and uh, and we will sort of front that call and manage it for you. Yeah, I think um, it kind of goes both ways too. At least the if you call into Microsoft, they can... Uh, um, you know, tied the case back to Nutanix as well. So it's a two-way street. So you're not, you know, left holding the bag and having to restart over, which can be pretty frustrating um, from that side. Uh, uh, as far as you have stuff on-prem, maybe Nutanix, maybe not Nutanix, I want to get my workload in Azure. Uh, what are What are the common ways to do that? So there's a few different ways that uh, organizations can move their workloads in into a Nutanix-based environment. Um, yeah, the primary way we see is that organizations use um, a, a product from Nutanix called Nutanix Move, and that allows you to uh, essentially perform a lift and shift of the uh, virtual machine from a range of different sources, including traditional three-tier infrastructure to even um, AWS native uh, virtual machines, Azure native machines, uh, and then into that sort of Nutanix environment. Um, if you have a Nutanix on-prem environment uh, with a virtual machine that you want to move into, say, NC2 on Azure, uh, then you can do that. Again, you can use that Nutanix Move product, or you can actually uh, use our sort of native DR sort of failover capability and do a controlled failover from that perspective. So I've... Uh... I've had the question come up a couple times now, but I kind of almost put it in the cool bucket. Like, it's cool that we can do it, but, you know, moving, can I move between clouds? Um, in can I move of, from NC2 AWS and move my workloads to Azure and, you know, kind of just move them around wherever the heck I want? 
Yeah, and, and that's one of the, the absolute key benefits of uh, the Nutanix cloud clusters uh, on a hyperscaler is that you have that common um, platform. It's all on our um, you know our pioneering hyperconversion structure technology. Um, that is the same whether it's on premises or whether it's on NC2 in the AWS or NC2 in Azure or even one of our service providers that I, we, we spoke about earlier. And so the ability then to be able to move those workloads as is without any modification, without any of that expensive uh, sort of costly or risky uh, uh, refactoring processes that can be required, you can, you can just very seamlessly move those workloads around. I guess if you were really dealing with cloud spend and kind of pitting pitting all of the different vendors uh, against each other. You could maybe have something kind of dynamic, but I think maybe a broader discussion above that and why it's valuable is the fact that NC2 is not a managed service. So there's maybe some, some benefits, you know, for being flexible there. Yeah, uh, Nutanix um, provides the software that customers then manage that infrastructure themselves, and so it, it isn't a managed service. Um, that's not the same across you know all of the uh, the solutions available on the market, uh, but we feel that it gives a single consistent way for organizations to manage their hybrid multi-clouds as they see fit, and it is that single sort of uh, uh, consistent management plane across the entire cloud uh, and common sort of contr- uh, common uh, data plane as well. So all the applications as you move them around run exactly the same. The fact that we use bare metal um, below all of this, you know, whether it's you know the, the uh, stack deployed on premises or whether it's in uh, NC2 on Azure or uh, AWS, for example, um, it allows us to sort of get much more granular at how we carve up the resources. Uh, and it gives a lot more control to organizations uh, for you know, how they're sort of delivering performance and, and ensuring uh, SLAs for their application stack. Somebody's, somebody's server somewhere. You just have to start singing somewhere under the rainbow and you'll, you'll find your home. Um, so you're, you know, if you're a current Nutanix customer on-prem, maybe you haven't dealt with uh, NC2 on AWS. Uh, technically, uh, what, what are some differences, I guess, with, you know, how we brought the Azure solution to market? At least I have a, I have a few in my head, which we should probably tell some of the listeners. Yeah, so some of the key differences are the control plane. Obviously, if you're deploying this into a, a hyperscaler, there is, there's no need for you to manage the physical infrastructure in terms of you're, you're not getting servers, you're not having to rack and stack them and cable them up and, and put them onto the networking. Um, that's all sort of already done. Uh, all you're really doing is um, via a control plane I mentioned earlier, um, laying down the Nutanix software to create that cluster for you. And, and so that's a very quick and easy process um, compared to, say, having to do that on-premises. Now, when we look at the uh, sort of current uh, market in terms of supply chain issues, um, this this is a really say quick what? way for... <laughs> if yeah, if we, we're hearing it from customers that you know they they're looking to to get equipment, they can't get it quickly enough, and so this can be a really easy way to provide temporary cover. It might be until you can get uh, equipment on on site on in your own data center, um, or it might be used uh, you know more on a more permanent basis for sort of bursting, etc. But the idea being is that it's um, it, it certainly saves on um, you having to manage that hardware layer. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, so there's the control pain part, but also for, I guess, for, you know, people looking at it, uh, when we do lay down the cluster in Azure, we're also requiring uh, Prism Central. And that that comes from that we are deploying our own overlay in Azure, which <laughs> it kind of is a double-edged sword because I definitely heard it on the AWS side with native networking. People loved it how simple it was. You just added your AWS subnet, you added it to the cluster, you were up, you were gone. Um, so we do have that requirement in in Azure now, but then it, you know, it gives the other side of the benefits that you can create all of these overlapping IP spaces in their own private Nutanix VPCs. You know, it's going to allow you for easier IP migrations if you want to keep things. Not to say that there wasn't a workaround to do that before. So it's probably the biggest architectural change along with um, on the Azure side, we do have this notion of a flow gateway virtual machine, which provides north and southbound connectivity from the cluster. And I guess the the biggest question that's like come up in every, you know, discussion is like, how do I size it? And I don't like, you can start small and grow it later. So that's fine. But I guess the main takeaway, you know, if you're listening that flow gateway virtual machine is not responsible for replication traffic. So, you know, if you're if you are doing a lift and shift, it's not that's not going to be a bottleneck for you of moving your data into the cloud. So, um, that's probably the biggest thing. Other than that, it's like just a Nutanix cluster, you know, up and running. Um, and and you touch on something there that you know you can start small and and grow. I mean. The smallest cluster size that we uh, we support officially is three nodes, and you need that really for the resilience um, perspective. Um, but you can you can grow that, and you can grow that you know quickly uh, on demand based on uh, on the organization's needs. And again, if you compare it to sort of doing something on premises, the the um, the, the acquisition of new hardware going through that procurement process is much more lengthy than if you were to. Uh, via your control plane, uh, add a few extra nodes to your cluster and they're being up and running in, in a matter of a few hours. Well, I'm kind of feeling the itch to use my credit card. So how do, you know, how can I get started with this or take a look myself if I'm new to uh, Nutanix or just the hybrid cloud One story in general? So to so learn more, uh, go to www.nutanix.com slash Azure. Uh, and in there, there's uh, a lot of content uh, we've made available, links to blogs, etc. Um, on that page, you'll also find uh, two offerings, one of which is a test drive. So it's a sort of walkthrough of the sort of capability of Nutanix Hybrid Cloud, um, and it sort of allows you to sort of see what we offer. The other one is actually a free trial, and uh, it, we're offering 30 free, days. Free, 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 free. So we're offering 30 days of uh, free Nutanix software uh, to try. And um, and if you're a new uh, sort of Microsoft as your customer in this as well, then they're also uh, matching that with 30 days uh, access to uh, a BEMA structure. So truly free. That's that's pretty awesome. Really free. Yep. Who said you didn't get free lunch? Well, I guess, you know, 30 days, spin up your Bitcoin mining. Maybe you can even make money. Well... We'll see. I'm sure that would get shut down in a pretty heartbeat, but it's not it's not without trying, I guess. Uh, 
There's also a ton of videos on Nutanix University that people can go take a look at, uh, you know, the, the Nutanix side, but also kind of a walkthrough of the architecture and what's happening inside of the Azure portal. Uh, if you have Microsoft admins that want to see what uh, type of new nodes that you're adding into their environment. So lots of um, different ways. Uh, I guess on, on ending with that, Mark, are there any other points that you want to share before we end it today? Just, just the key thing that, you know, for an organization that um, is is looking to um, potentially reduce cost for their on-premises environments uh, to simplify things like disaster recovery, uh, provide simpler ways of meeting uh, bursting needs, uh, you know, whether it's uh, for seasonal workloads or mergers and acquisitions type events. You don't need that infrastructure on-prem now the whole time as, as you used to with a uh, solely sort of private sort of cloud. Uh, and what you can do is you can simply extend that uh, private cloud and sort of build a, a new cluster on demand in uh, into Azure or AWS uh, and and have that serve as your needs, uh, you know, for your infrastructure for your burst requirements. Yeah, I think you know personally, I feel it's something that you could just do and deploy into Azure, especially if you're just doing the create new option versus going into. There's some additional requirements around existing like existing VNets if you're going to reuse networking. The portal does make it pretty simple, but I guess even for if you're not comfortable on the Azure side, I did see some new uh, service services that can be bought to ease the, the deployment burden. But um, with that, um, thank you so much, Mark, for, for joining today. I'm so happy that Azure's out the door. I think it's just kind of the the start. There's lots of interesting things that we can do now that we're able to deploy there. Um, so check out uh, the links, uh, the show notes, and look forward to our next discussion. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. I hope you enjoyed that. You can find resources for NC2 on Azure at Nutanix.com forward slash Azure. And you can post questions in our online community at next.nutanix.com. So with that, from your friends here at Nutanix, have a great week. Music.